The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. in the murder house, we escaped the asylum, we protected the coven, and we will attend the freak show. Welcome to Are You Afraid Freak Show, the unofficial American Horror Story freak show, internet radio show exclusively on Poppy Chulo Radio. Today is Monday, October 13th, 2014, and I'm your host, Poppy Chulo. Here on Are You Afraid Freak Show, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of the hit FX series. We're going to deliver directly to you the biggest news regarding American Horror Story Freak Show. Please welcome my co-host to our season premiere broadcast. Much like American Horror Stories anthology format, we have some returning favorites and uh, some newcomers that are being added to our co-host team. So allow me to welcome you to Poppy Chulo's Cabinet of Curiosities of Freaks and Geeks. First up, our veteran freaks, it's our own three-breasted wonder, Deadly. (laughs) Hey, hey, hey. There's three haze for the three breasts. There you go. One for each nipple. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. Next up, I would be introducing our own bearded lady, Cat's Meow, but unfortunately she's not with us tonight. Uh, I don't know. Maybe she's somewhere and and Elsa's about to pick her up or something like that. So I'm going to move into our new co-hosts, our new freaks. First up, it's our own Lobster Boy, and for a good time, just hand him $18. It's Prince Rico Suave. <laughs> What's going on? Shaka. Ooh, how do we initiate him, Poppy? Do we initiate him with the lobster hands? Yes. <laughs> yeah, we'll make him We'll make him find Precious. <laughs> oh, man. And last yeah, but wait, not... Wait, wait, yeah. did you just say you guys sent me to find Precious? Yes. <laughs> Yo, she's gonna eat me. There, there you go. And last but not least, it's ma petite, Jonathan Perkins. Hello, everyone. I'm here. Aw. See, I'm just picturing Jonathan Perkins very tiny, like ma petite right? from the show. <laughs> in the cage. Child, if you see me in real life. Y'all better watch <laughs> out. And on that note, let's jump into our recap of episode 401, which was titled Monsters Among Us and aired October 8th, 2014. Here's the official synopsis from of the episode. One of the only surviving sideshows in the country struggles to stay in business during the dawning era of television. When police make a terrifying discovery at a local farmhouse, the eccentric purveyor of the freak show sees an opportunity that would lead her troop either to their salvation or ruin. So without getting 
too deep into the episode. I want to get everyone's just initial reaction to the episode. So I, I'm not trying to get details because we're going to spend the entire episode talking about details. So what was your just fresh take on the episode once the credits rolled? What did everyone think about it? And we're going to start off with our veteran, Deadly. That's right. You know what? Just like every season, when you know when the new season starts, it takes me a minute to kind of you know get the new characters digested. You know what I'm saying? Like the the the, the new characters, Jessica Lange's playing Sarah Paulson, all of them. So because I'm still back at the Coven, and I'm like, and I have to like readjust. I'd be like, oh wait, this is brand new. This is all new. So as soon as you know, it took me at least thirty minutes to to finally just get into this new stuff. But uh, as soon as I was into it. Oh, this is this is a, a real freak show. I'm loving it because just it, it takes me back to uh, uh, I know some old school movies like Santa Sangre and and the Freaks and and I love that kind of stuff and and then with Killer Clowns and and I just love oddities like I I love oddities. My favorite movies Elephant Man, Mask, you know. So uh, this is gonna be a great season. That's all I can say right now, man. Fantastic. Lobster Boy, what did you think of the premiere of uh, Freak Show? Honestly, um, well, like every American Horror Story I've been watching it from the beginning, it automatically got me hooked. The first episode, I'm like, yeah, I can't wait to see more. I want to know what's going to go next. I, I just, it's drawn. And then plus, I know that there's more people coming. So it's like, you, you just, it's like, what do I, I got to expect? You, you're still anticipating what's going to come next. And just because you already know how American Horror Story is, you kind of already know that just Lang's going to be kind of a bitch. So you're just kind of waiting for it. All right, then. And my petite, what did you think? Um, I, I thought that the beginning episode of this season was very freakish and creepy and um i was waiting for uh jessica lane to slap uh kathy bates because she was doing that all last season i was like is she gonna do it or not um and uh i just i i liked it a lot and i jumped into this show in during the coven storyline so i didn't watch it from the beginning but that's what got me hooked onto the show so i'm I'm very excited to see what they have planned for this season. All right. Uh, I enjoyed it. I really, really liked it a lot. And mm -hmm. um, just through this first episode, I'm I'm imagining that this is going to be my favorite season. It's... Um, it's a little bit more real and grounded than Coven. I think that's one of, one of my concerns with the Coven season. It, it just... It was a little too light. It wasn't uh, very horror-like. It, it was a much lighter season, and uh, sort of like there weren't any stakes. You know, uh, people were rising from the dead all the damn time, and uh, it just didn't feel real. And uh, Freak Show feels real, although we're here with these um, curiosities, we'll call them, as Elsa does, you know, it, it still feels like a much more grounded show. I'm loving the new, um, 
the new look of the show because they um, um, Ryan Murphy I believe in interviews specifically said that they were going to do their cinematography different than the previous seasons and it, and it's very <coughs> evident in how the show was shot I mean the use of split screens was fantastic so I'm really excited about Freak Show and I can't wait to see what happens next and I can't wait to talk about it with uh, all of you so let's dive into our recap of the show and uh, I want to start off by just talking about the opening credits the opening credits have been a part of this show since its first season unfortunately for you um jonathan you haven't seen all of the the seasons so you aren't familiar with season two or season one's opening credits but uh, typically they are done in a particular style and this year it completely deviated from that style they used uh, a lot of cgi and uh, i don't know if they used stop motion or claymation but it almost looks like they used stop looks like claymation claymation. Mm -hmm. yeah so they it was certainly unique and uh, i mean they always have the similar theme they always uh, each season do um try to individualize it with a lot of uh they they change sort of like the um, the you know the chords and 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 whatnot to make it um in tune with whatever the actual overarching theme of the season is so it certainly has a a carny a creepy carny type of vibe to it but what did everyone think of uh, the new revamped theme song we'll start off with um with uh, rico suave i felt like um I, i liked it i feel like it goes with what you're what to expect and it goes along with the whole new look to the whole new look and it kind of needs a new look after you know the first three you kind of want to switch it up after the first three seasons because you're starting hopefully season four five and six next you want to sit there and kind of go with a new look with those three sounds good deadly what did you think of it yeah i thought it was great i mean like you said that little claymation stuff kind of remind me of those those old, uh, those old Christmas, you know, Saint Nick and Rudolph the Reindeer things that they show every year. I'm showing my age. Youngsters don't know those those shows, but yes, we but, do. Okay, yes, we but uh, yeah, it kind of reminds me of those, and it, it was cool. I almost made it seem like they could actually make like uh, a whole series of uh, freak show just in, you know in that way. Maybe they, they maybe he wants to do that in the movies later. Who knows? There you go. Jonathan, what did you think of the, the opening credits? Okay, when I watch a show, I usually don't watch the credits. So, um, but I did see a little bit of this, and it, um, I I don't know what to take from it. I mean, I see the carnival and all that stuff. I see um, uh, the free show and different types of things, but I didn't really take much from it, I guess. Okay. I don't... I. Yeah, I don't really watch the credits. I usually like when they when the credits come on. I usually walk out the room. Okay. Oh, I, you're you're upsetting you're upsetting this actor. You're I'm upsetting talking. the actor. On yes, the you're upsetting me already. Well, <laughs> well, the I would well now that you put it that way, that <laughs> it expresses what's going to be what the show is going to be about. Then um, I will be watching it to see. Thank you, Jonathan. Well, there you go. <laughs> the opening credits usually uh, give little hints as to what's to come. So uh, yeah. we'll see if that's, that's what I happens. I didn't think about that. Yes. Until you said it. Well, now you know. The more you know. Okay. Do, 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 do. Yeah. 
So uh, we start off the series in Jupiter, Florida. It's 1952, and milkman Phil Palmer enters a house after noticing the previous delivery has soured. He finds the owner of the house, Eudora Tatler, dead, and upstairs finds an injured pair of conjoined twins, Bet and Dot Tatler. They are rushed to the emergency room, shocking and sickening some of the hospital personnel. Outside of the emergency room, Elsa Mars is looking for her ailing aunt. She asks candy striper Penny about the discovery that she read about in the paper. She invites Penny to her freak show, known as Fraulein Elsa's Cabinet of Curiosities, and infiltrates the secure wing in candy striper garb to meet them the conjoined twins for herself. Elsa explains to the twins that she tried to meet them at their home, but now that they were out of the house, you know, finally decided to come and see them. And as the conversation progresses, it becomes apparent that the twins can communicate with each other without speaking. Bet takes an immediate shine to Elsa, but Dot uh, disapproves of Elsa. And um, there's some neat conversations. I mean, you know, the, the whole scene where Elsa's like, has anyone tasted your cherry pie and then um you know bet talks about touching herself but when that happens dot apparently closes her eyes and pretends she doesn't feel anything and then bet says i think she's lying i think she likes it and then uh, doc yells oh shut your disgusting mouth you slut so uh, i mean there's a great interplay between bet and dot so what did everyone think of the introduction of bet and dot as well as the introduction of elsa mars and we'll start off with uh, jonathan perkins oh i thought the introduction of bet and dot was um pretty good i guess um i was kind of sarah paulson she's playing um two different characters on her shoulders and um <laughs> but <laughs> but i um one thing i noticed about her is she's playing the characters nice you could tell uh, there's two different personalities there and that's great but what i noticed about her is she it seems like she doesn't notice that there's a head there sort of i can't explain it but um it seems like, like you ever seen that movie Roger Rabbit, and mm-hmm. they had that actor Bob Hoskins, who played the the detective, um, when he acted because you're acting with tunes who you can't see. They said that he, it wasn't as if he was looking through the characters like he was looking at the character. So it seems like there was points in times in the episode where she didn't notice that there was another head there. Well. I can understand what you're saying, but if you're, I'm gonna, I don't know. I do not have two heads. I do not Uh know someone that has two heads, (laughs) but I would assume if you are a two headed person and if the other head is talking, you don't necessarily have to look at that head talking. Mm, But I think you would though. You don't have to, but I think you would. But, I don't know. Um, I don't think so. But I can, I can understand what you're saying. You you wish she would turn her head and look at her sister. Yeah, and there's a, there's a disconnect between the both of them, which is, like, they're together, but there's also a disconnect. Well, I think that's on purpose, right? Because they have two yeah. very distinct personalities. Yeah, and that is very, very, she seems like she's the one that's in control now, but from the flashbacks, it seemed like uh, Bet was the one that was more in control. 
Um, but I really liked the introduction. I mean, it didn't really surprise me too much as I thought it would, I guess probably from the promotions, but um, I guess it was good. Okay. Um, Elsa? Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't get too much from Elsa. I didn't, uh, I didn't get too much from her. The introduction of her. I didn't, you know, I just thought I was like, okay, this is Jessica Lang. Is she going to be, is she playing an evil character or is she, what is she? But I didn't get too much from her. She's a lady. And she <laughs> seems like a nice lady. Okay. Sounds good. You can have some pink cupcakes with her later on if you want. <laughs> no, that's okay. Okay. Prince, <laughs> what did you think of the introduction of uh, of the conjoined twins and uh, Elsa? Um, I think the introduction of Bat and Dot is what really just drew me into the episode even more and is making me... The, I think normally I watch these seasons and I'm like... I always think I'm going to like Elsa, like Jessica Lane's character more. But this season, I feel like Sarah Paulson might win me over with this character. I feel like this character is done so perfectly so far. And I just want to see more from from the character. I want to see more of them progressing and more of them just becoming people because they've been just... They, they're so cool. They're cool. It's two-headed, a two-headed person. They both talk. They both have their own personalities. And like the fact that they could talk to each other tenelic- through mind, um, telepathically, telepathically. Thank you. I think that's even more awesome. So it's like there's multiple dialogues going on. They could communicate, but then they could be like coming up with their own plans between just the two of them, which I think is an awesome aspect because i only expected them to just be two heads talking to each other yeah um yeah, that, Elsa, yeah. yeah right like you like the way that the promo made it it made it just seem like oh okay it's gonna be a two-headed person but then when you heard them speaking to each other without yeah. opening their mouths i think that was kind of like oh shit this is kind of cool it's especially when they were writing in the diaries i was thinking to myself mm-hmm. i was like can they hear each other when they're writing in their diaries or do, can they actually shut each other off from their own, from each other's mind. So they're not reading or hearing what they're writing in their diaries. Absolutely. Um, as for Elsa, I, I expected, you know, Jessica Lane to come in like a bad bitch. And I did like the character at first cause she started very subtle and, you know, like typical, how I could see Elsa playing out in typical Jessica Lane character in this show. I could see her being very smart and thinking ahead of everybody because she had to think ahead just so she can get into that room and talk to um, Bet and Dot. So I'm like, you know, she's clever. Like, I, I like Elsa. She's clever. And I could see her being even smarter along the way, and you're going to see how smart she really is. Hmm. Dudley, what did you think? Well, from the beginning with the milkman, Leche Man, uh, yeah, I got spooked because that house looked like uh, my mom's house. Oh and my used to, god! And then we used to get milk delivered like that too. And then, then I do have a sister, uh, two-headed sister, locked up in the basement. But uh, so, it just reminded me of <laughs> <laughs> just a lot. Of it did remind me of of my mom's house, and then just seeing her 
you know, the, the, the mom dead like that, that kind of spooked me. But, uh, yeah, talking about Sarah Paulson, she won me over last year, so I get what you're saying, uh, Prince. And this year, I think she's just going to win me over again because, come on, playing two two sisters like that. And the way they're doing it, I agree with you guys. It's just it's just so cool. They have, the, you know, two distinct personalities. You know, one is already kind of taken with uh, Elsa. The other one, you know, is not too sure. And, uh, and of course, uh, Jessica Lange. Poppy will attest to this. I mean, that that's my lady right there. But it took me a minute, like I, I said... Go ahead, man. I said I might have to fight you for her. I don't oh, know. see, it took That's me a minute to get into her this time, a little bit. Like I guess because she threw that a different accent in there, and then even you know her, her in that candy stripe outfit kind of threw me off a little bit. I'm like, what's what's she doing, Mr. That's Sandman? <laughs> That's the oldest candy striper I've ever seen. Do they, have, <laughs> do they have older candy stripers? I don't know. I thought they were younger girls, but maybe, maybe they do. But yeah, she knows anyway. how to she knows how to <laughs> play with that candy cane. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole the whole diary thing. Just like Jonathan said, very cool. I like I like how you know the, how they're they're talking over the you know the moment. September third was like my worst day, and then the other one, September third was a beautiful day. Like the this best day, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so cool. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I also want to figure out if they're going to be fighting over that boy, Jimmy Ooh. Darling. I saw that. I saw Did those looks of both. Yeah, I was like, they have a crush on the same guy. Mm-hmm. They're going to be. Fighting over him, but he has those big ass hands. So shit, you know. <laughs> might be well, a, it might be a good thing. Are you getting excited, Jonathan? When I when <laughs> well, I saw of- when oh, I saw ahead. those hands, I kind of sort of went into myself and thought some things, and then I came back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, and then there's that. Maybe you'll share with the listeners what you were thinking later on. Okay. <laughs> Okay, maybe not. That sounds too horrifying, <laughs> even for this freak show. Okay, so I enjoyed the introduction. I am fascinated by Dot and Bet. I think, I would say 90% of the time, the CGI is really, really good. There are a couple times where it looked like CGI, but for the most part, they've done a fantastic job at making Sarah Paulson appear to have two heads. Elsa Mars was fascinating and captivating since the first moment she appeared on the screen. I like, uh, I love um, Jessica Lange. I, I don't love her as much as Dead Lee, so I don't need to fight for her. But I, but I do enjoy her a lot, and she really makes this show exactly what it needs to be. So I enjoyed the. the the, from the opening scene, I, I'll i be honest, I thought we were going to get a Twisty the Clown um, thing in the opening scene, but it turned out to be a, a fake out, and it was um, obviously something else. So, it was good. It was, it was a very good scene. Speaking about Twisty the Clown, near Lake Okeechobee, a couple is making out at a picnic. Her name is Bonnie. His name is Troy. She wants to have sex. He doesn't want to get her pregnant. She stole some rubbers. So he goes to the car to retrieve a gift and I guess get ready for some carnal action near the lake. When all of a sudden, a disheveled, dirty, 
twisty-looking clown appears, who we know by, you know, through all of the, the pre-show chatter, his name is Twisty the Clown, and he presents Bonnie with some, uh, uh, you know, fake clown magic appearing flowers and uh he starts pulling out some um uh what do you call them bowling pins Mm -hmm. that he's going to be juggling and then uh, her uh, we don't know who he is boyfriend husband uh, returns back from the car and he's he's um confused and perturbed and uh, he basically tells twisty to get away and then all of a sudden twisty beats both of them with um, the pins and as bonnie starts coming to she sees that twisty is stabbing repeatedly over and over and over and over troy with some scissors terrified bonnie runs you know, she's trying to escape. He chases after her. I didn't think he was going to run that fast. That's just my opinion. And uh, he obviously captures her. Later on, Twisty slaughters a married couple. And uh, then he also takes the couple's eight-year-old child named Corey. And um, he basically has Bonnie and Corey imprisoned in an old school bus somewhere in the woods and he tries to entertain the two terrifying them in the process and i guess all he wanted was a laugh but he all he got was screams of terror and so that i'm assuming frustrated him and so he decided to terrorize them instead while they're they're imprisoned on a bus chained up in or not chained up but in in cages and yeah so what did everyone think of the introduction to Twisty the Clown. We're going to start off with our own Twisted Buddy, Deadly. Yeah, you know, and I tweeted about this, and Jonathan's my new friend on Twitter, Deadly2213. Deadly so, uh, oh. yeah, so you will uh, see what I was tweeting about, because I will tweet about, about the show a lot. But, uh, yeah, you know, I thought it was just a little too gratuitous stuff, that that killing. I mean, first of all, I'm not a big clown fan. But that's my my only deal is I guess they just want to make him like the evil, the most evil thing ever. But like just if, I think I would have dug it more if it was more like like Hitchcock kind of stuff where where you kind of see from the other side of the curtain some stabs, but you don't see it. That was just that was too much for me. I got to say uh, that I just can't handle that. That creeped me out. And even the stuff before that, I mean, he's pulling those pins out and, and doing those little dances and then when he's you didn't you, you know, didn't enjoy his dance you didn't think it was sexy no you know what really got to me too is when he's just like fucking with those uh the two that were in the cages i mean that 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 i think even got to me worse because i'm mean, like just throwing balls like that in the face and, and just oh man no nah, that, that 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 clown's creepy I'm, i got i got to admit i, I think i've met my match I, i'm usually not that scared but i'd be scared of that killer clown Aww. <laughs> don't worry um I, the, the, the 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 supreme will protect you i hope <laughs> maybe maybe not uh jonathan what did you think of twisty the clown will you be taking twisty home with you no i will not um i thought <laughs> twisty the clown was very very creepy and very very misunderstood and oh, okay, so you think that's was, all that it is. He's just misunderstood. He just wants people <laughs> to laugh, right? 
I think so, but I was trying to, as I was watching that, I was trying to figure them out. Like, that stabbing scene, though, was very realistic. I couldn't, it was very, it seemed, they're on point this season. Yeah, but anyhow, but anywho, I just, I was trying to figure them out. I was like, I was like, maybe there's something mentally wrong or whatever. Because, um, uh, I don't know if you guys saw at the end where they were killing that guy or chopping him up or whatever, and Twisty was sitting there watching them. I was like, maybe he thinks that's the normal thing to do. Or maybe um, at the end there's going to be a surprise and here he comes talking all normal and everything. I just well, thought he was... We'll get into that when we get to that scene. Jonathan's trying to jump ahead. I know. I just want to I want to dissect him and figure... I just want to know. So I'm really... I can't wait to watch more episodes with Twisty the Clown. Because he's twisted. And that smile... Oh. <laughs> Makes you cold at night. It really does. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't, really. Yeah, I don't even want to go there. Um, Prince. Why? Prince, you <laughs> you seem to be homies with Twisty now. You guys uh, take selfies together and everything? I love Twisty. Um, he's oh. like... I so would love... like If I could have Twisty at my house right now, me and Twisty would just be chilling. Like, he's like my homie... He's, like, my favorite, like, clown ever. Like, I think he gives it a run for his money. Like, and it brings the horror that the, everybody's been sitting there talking about that they haven't received since covering. So it's like, you want that horror aspect? Well, if you're afraid of clowns, here. And if you're not afraid of clowns, bro, 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 to make you afraid of clowns. But I think he's just cool. Like, I wouldn't mind. I think I'd laugh if, well... We'll see if I get into a cage and, you know... Well, it depends on how he smells. Right, yeah. Maybe if he smells good and he locks me up in the cage and he's trying to make me laugh, I might just laugh. But <laughs> if he smells like, you know, rat ass, then, you know, I might be screaming too. All right, now. I enjoy Twisty. I am one of the, the like that uh, missed the horror aspect of Coven. You know, Coven didn't really have horror, you know, unlike, you know, Asylum and Murder House. So I was glad that they brought, they also brought back that, like, the season-long big bad villain. You know, in the the first season, you could sort of say maybe Rubberman slash the Infantata were kind of like the, the um, supernatural, mystical, um, creepy villain of the season. Season 2 obviously had Bloody Face. Season 3 didn't really have anyone. I was hoping that they were going to make the Minotaur sort of like the the you know the rubber man of the season, but they got rid of the Minotaur so soon. And then there was so much promise with... Um, what was the name of that man? The, the voodoo um, man. The voodoo man. Too. The the axe man. Yeah. And, and well, and also Papa Legba. Mm -hmm. I mean, they they were yeah. trying a lot, but nothing stuck. Uh, there was no one like throughout the entire season, much like Rubber Man, the Infantata, the Bloody Face, that really terrorized our main cast. And so this season, we have Twisty the Clown, and so I'm excited to see what they're gonna do with him, what his backstory is why he's that way uh you know obviously he's got a unique getup, for lack of a better word and um his mask is ripped and it's sort you know it only covers a certain part of his face and uh in interviews that i've read uh supposedly there's some freaky deaky going on um during under the mouthpiece uh, under that um 
that masks smile that we will see in episode two. So we'll see exactly maybe why Twisty doesn't talk because he doesn't seem to be a talker. So uh, I guess we'll find out more about Twisty and we're going to run into him a little bit later on in this recap. So let's dive back in. And this time we're at a local diner. We have Elsa there eating. And across the room, she spots one of the members of her troop. It's Jimmy Darling. Jimmy expresses his belief that the days of the show are numbered. And later, at a Tupperware party, a group of housewives send a curious young partygoer to the bedroom where Jimmy is. And... Uh, we learn that Jimmy has severe syndactyly, which is defined as a condition where in two or more digits are fused together. So he's the lobster boy of uh, the carnival of the freak show, and he uses his fingers to masturbate the young woman. So he's making money on the side being a human dildo. Elsa returns to see the twins and asks them to explain their mother their mother's murder. The twins try without explaining. She remembers a man in a black fedora, but Elsa believes that they are telling her the plot of the movie Gaslight. She urges them to get their story straight before the police arrive to question them and offers an alternative uh, story of the twins' captivity by their mother and uh, that Bet murdered their mother when she refused to let them go out of the house. She also suggests that they tell the police that Dot stabbed Bet uh, non-fatally. So, uh, accepting Elsa's offer for a new home, Bet writes in her diary that she's excited to be uh, out of the house for the first time, that she's entranced by Elsa, while Dot is disturbed by some of the carnies, particularly Meep and Ethel, a bearded lady, Jimmy's mother. Ethel describes to them Elsa's rescue of her from jail, where she was reunited with Jimmy, who Dot has been smitten with. So... I want to get everyone's opinion on the introduction of these new characters. Jimmy Darling, his mama, Ethel the Bearded Lady, as well as the idea that um, these conjoined twins killed their mother and are now a part of this freak show. We're going to start off with Prince. Well, I think at this point, when it got to this point, this is when I actually started actually liking Elsa also. Because when she said that one line, stars don't pay. Superstars don't pay. Oh, yeah, that was and good. She kind of, and she just walked out. That's when I kind of was just like, hey, that's just the link I need. And then I'm, now I want to know what her freak show is about. So as she starts introducing you to the rest of the people, Jimmy... I see him like he plays on all of them. He at one point he's torn. He's going to be torn. He's always he's torn. You could tell he's torn. But I also see that he does have a thing for Dot. Or maybe not. Maybe it's for you know, bet it could be for either one, but he does care for these girls and he cares for the rest of the people and that are on on this, you know, in this show with him. So I can see him, you know, being kind of another one of the, you know, ringleaders. I see him, like, you know, a big part of being one of the ringleaders for them. Because I feel like a lot of them look up to him, um, including his mother. But then I also feel like his mother owes loyalty to Elsa. So, you know, I could see her doing a lot of Elsa's dirty work. 
Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, um, Jimmy, he seems to go back and forth throughout the episode. Of, you know, does he still want to be with the freak show? Does he not? I mean, there's that scene where you know the group sort of gets attacked by the locals and um which you mentioned prince and you know he goes on to say something like you know sometimes i can't take it the way they look at us the way they treat us it ain't right and uh yeah so uh it'll i mean certainly something changes which we'll talk about in a little bit that maybe changes his opinion on at least being a part of this family that he's a creator that he's been uh, placed into but uh, he's certainly an interesting character. Uh, Jonathan, what did you think of, of Jimmy as well as, uh, you know, everything else that has happened up to this point? Um, I, I would like to cook for Jimmy Darling. I think he is, <laughs> I think he's very handsome. You just and like the hands. I, I, li- I like the hands. I did. I like the hands. But, I, um... As Prince said, um, he's probably going to be one of the forerunners. He's probably going to be one of the head people uh, in this season. Um, I'm just waiting to see what's going to happen with this love triangle, though. Because I, I saw that look, and I am really I want to see what's going to happen. I don't think it's going to turn into a love triangle, in my opinion. Because Jimmy sort of seems like a man whore. You think so? I mean, he's doing what he has to do to make a little extra cash because well he was trying to have sex already with the the the, um the waitress so i think in just in general like besides him making money to getting the women off i have a feeling that he's kind of hoish like you know and we also i mean we see something later on a video you know where he's doing some stuff so i don't know if he's necessarily the um the, the you know the he wants to get all booed up type of thing yeah, and that video at the end was... Were they having an orgy in that video? Yes. Oh, I was looking at it kind of like, wait. Well, but, it's know. on... You know, it's on TV, so they're not going to, you know, put it out in there. But I did agree with you in that aspect that I do see... The, I do see a love triangle. Well, not even a triangle. I, if you remember when Elsa first met them and she's explaining mm-hmm. to them about, you know, them being half and half. They have their own minds. They have their own, you know arms they have their own you know interpretation of what they like but they have one thing they're in one body yeah i kind of feel like he might be the one that they both fall in love with oh yeah well i didn't say with a happy ending it is a horror story but you know people fall in love in horror stories just how long does the love last how long do you guys last I I've never dated any I've never dated I've never dated anyone before I never dated anyone so um, I don't know how that how that would be but I'm I, it'll be interesting to see because um, you hear about how there's one guy he's screwing both of the sisters or whatever and they're fighting over this one guy but how are they gonna fight over this one guy there in one body if they take it that route. Cherry pie. I am, baby. So, Dudley, can you last all night? Oh. No, I kind of fall asleep, to say the truth. (laughs) Dudley, what did you you think of uh, Jimmy, the girls, uh, them being introduced to the the freak show? I'm digging Jimmy Darling. I am not as much as Jonathan, but 
I'm happy oh. to see it. <laughs> no one's mentioned Ethel. No one likes <laughs> Ethel? Too much hair on the face? <laughs> oh, yeah, but I I thought Kathy Basil looked like a trucker. Wow. Oh, my God, with that beard. And the accent? And that, she turned me on, too. Shit, she did. <laughs> Ooh, watch that. Yeah, you know what I'm happy is Evan Peters, you know, that I felt like the character last year he played was just a waste. Frank and Weenie, or what did we call him last year? That Frankenstein thing. Oh, yeah, Frank and Kyle. Frank and Kyle, yeah, just just kind of yeah. waste of waste of time for him, and you know nothing really came of him. But but I think this is it's starting out great because I do like that he's he's kind of up and down with his, his his emotions and but he's down for the freaks. That's what I like. I think he's going to be down for all of them, and and of course Ethel, darling, yeah, I love. I love a bearded woman, so I think, <laughs> so I think Kathy's gonna be be great this year. So I mean, yeah, I, I want to see more of her story. I think, I think it's gonna get you know kind of deep. I want to see why she grew this beard. I mean, what's good? Does she put like a tonic on there? Does she? What's going on? She just has weird hormones. Yeah, I just don't or feel like she's freak enough for us. I think that's why you guys are <laughs> neglecting her as much. I feel like, you know what? I've seen some ladies in this world. That walk around with beards. So, but, but maybe she has something else. Maybe we're gonna be surprised that maybe there's something else. I don't know. But you know what I'm thinking of? Um, I think why we're ignoring her a little bit is because she's not as mean as she was in the last season. She's playing a totally different character. Well, I yeah, and, and that's typically what they do with Jessica Lange. It, it sort of alternates. Like one season she's more good than bad and another season she's more bad than good i would say this yeah. season she reminds me a lot of uh, sister jude uh, where you know she started off appearing at least in in um asylum she started off appearing to be this bad character but then like i grew to to love sister jude and yeah, really root for absolutely. her absolutely so she seems to be sort of like a, a a woman with a tough shell, but she seems to be like very caring and, and really loves and respects all of um, the um, the freaks, the monsters, the monstrosities that she has taken on as a part of her freak show family. Yeah. yeah. So I'll continue on talking. I um, I I'm intrigued by Jimmy. As I said, I enjoyed the sort of the the dichotomy that he expressed throughout this episode. The you know I want to leave. You know uh, you know I should be looking for something better. But then um, well actually I'll continue on because this leads right to this discussion. So jumping back into the recap, Jimmy and Ethel discuss the revenue from his Tupperware party entertainment. He wants to leave the show, and Ethel tells him to forget about it as they would never be accepted by society. That evening, a detective attempts to arrest the twins for uh, the murder of her uh, mother because, uh, well, here's the thing. They basically escaped from uh, the hospital, and that's when Elsa found them and convinced them to come uh, to uh, the... Um, the freak show and so uh, they're you know on the lamb and so uh, they're getting arrested not only for the murder of their mother but uh, all of these murders that have been going on around town the murder of the gentleman at the lake the murder of the married couple um, in their house so they're getting the blame for everything because of course you know why not blame it on a freak and so the other carnies fill the tent before Jimmy, in a fit of rage over being called freaks, slices the detective's throat open with the razor. 
Later, he leads a procession of carnies who carry the detective into the nearby woods. Jimmy rants that he is tired of being treated differently by the rest of society. After he finishes his speech, the carnies hack the policeman's dead body apart. And something that's interesting about this, which uh, Jonathan alluded to, earlier in the night, we Mm -hmm. saw Twisty in the carnival setting like he's sitting in the carousel and he follows the troop into the woods as they're you know and he watches them hack the policeman's dead body you know apart and um you know he twisty doesn't talk so we have no idea what he's thinking we don't know how he feels about these characters but from what i've gathered uh, through a lot of um interviews with the creators and whatnot uh twisty doesn't care for the carnival and the freaks and he's um certainly someone against them and someone that wants to do harm to them so it'll be interesting to see what he does with this information since he obviously knows that they killed a policeman so with all of that being said what did everyone think of uh Jimmy's conversation with Ethel, as well as what happened to the detective by the um, the uh, the Carnies. So we'll start off with Deadly. Yeah, fuck the police. That's what I say. So I was happy they um, chopped him up. Like I said, I'm not really down for this gratuitous killing and stuff. But when it but came yeah, you're to excited that... about the policeman, the poor man. He was just doing yeah. his job. Although, why is he doing it late at night? Well, yeah, but come on, just, I mean, just, just leave the, the two-headed girl alone, man. They're, they're not doing that much. They've been locked up in this house all these years. They just want pink, pink cupcakes and Technicolor stuff. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. And and Mr., uh, Mr. The Darlings, the Darlings, Jimmy and Ethel. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot more to their story. I mean, I, I just want to see what's, what exactly, you know, went down. I want to see more of her prison backstory. Some, uh, you know, Ethel and some oranges is the new black stuff. You know, maybe, maybe they'll, maybe they'll touch on that. So, uh, yeah. And the killer clown, just like Jonathan mentioned, I saw him, I saw mm-hmm. him peering over there. I saw him there watching it all go down. And yeah, that kind of did kind of give me like, I mean, maybe he's, he's learning from these, these freaks. Maybe that's why, yeah, maybe I'll step back and give him a little break and see maybe, Maybe there's a reason why he's slashing away. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to be a big fan like Prince's of him yet, but I'll see what maybe there's a reason to his madness. Is that, was that what they say? What is that? Yes. Method to his madness. Yeah, whatever. Exactly. I want him yeah. like a pet. Like, I want to put him under my bed when I go to sleep and stuff. <laughs> what? Like, like I'm doing want, too like, much now. <laughs> I do. I really want him as a pet. Like, you guys really don't understand. I'm tapped in the head. So, like, he's like ideal for me right now. I don't you have, have a clown do. fetish. He's he's getting. He's got a clown fetish, guys. I don't is have it, a clown fetish. I just have like a dark fetish. I like anything that's like creepy. Is right it now. because <laughs> of their? Is it because of their big shoes? <laughs> no, that would be the reason why you have the fetish, Jonathan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, is this his nose squeak or something with a big nose? No, you don't have a big nose. I, I I like them. I like it because he stabs. Maybe that's what it is. I, I I'm a big stab, and I, I like that whole. Maybe that's what it is. If he wasn't a killer clown, 
I don't think I he would do it for me. But the fact that he's a killer clown, I'm like, yes. And then when he was watching, I was like, it was so creepy the way he was watching, and it just made me love him even more. I'm like, yes, this fucking clown is awesome. I'm like, I just need like a whole episode dedicated to like Twisty, maybe, and I'll probably get over him. But like as of right now, like all the little creepy scenes he pops up in. <laughs> it's kind of like my thing, but Poppy, I, Poppy, can you hold me? Can you hold me because uh, Prince is scaring me? I know, <laughs> Jonathan. Yeah. Are you Jonathan? Are you it's, Team Twisty? The darling. Me and I, I would not want him in my house. Um, I'm trying. I've been thinking about his character, and now I'm thinking maybe he used to be part of the the carnival or the freak show. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. I, I, yeah, that's why I hate first episodes. I like marathons. <laughs> so so that I can see everything back to back to back. Because it, it has darlings, me thinking about him. I feel like huh? the darlings are just going to go... I feel like the darlings are just going to go back and forth. Um, I missed their conversation. Well, their conversation, it was pretty much, you know... It was the mother's loyalty to Elsa and... Jimmy wanting to leave and no longer be a freak. But I feel like this is going to be an ongoing debate. And um, hmm. Jimmy's characters, you know, known for having mommy issues. So this season shouldn't be any different. Yeah, that yeah. is true. That is very true. Yeah, um, I guess we'll end up seeing what ends up happening. There are going to be some characters introduced in the next episode that I think is going to add a lot to the Darling storyline. So that'll be exciting to see. As far as what they did to the detective, obviously, if if anyone saw the preview for what's going to be happening this season, I believe, I'm going to assume that in the next episode... uh, shit's gonna hit the fan and uh something's gonna end up happening with uh that so that's certainly a storyline that's gonna be continuing and twisty i mean twisty's twisted so uh, i'm not surprised that he likes to watch i mean it's kind of um you know (laughs) i mean if you watch you learn exactly as far as his backstory i'm curious to know what it is because uh in the next episode we're going to see what's under his mask and uh ryan murphy one of the creators has said that it's horrifying so i hope that we find out what happened how it happened and you know maybe it had to do maybe a carney did something to him and that's why he's against carnies now or that sort of um set him off i don't know it's a sharp razor teeth yeah, or he's got no jaw or something. Oh, that'd be cool too, I guess. Right, Dudley? No jaw? Dudley's no horrified. Jaw? Yeah, I am. I'm here. You're over here talking about that. I'm horrified it, enough with it. Dudley, something. like, got scared. Like, we, like, scared him <laughs> to, like, quietness. Yes, and this is a man with the name Dudley. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think I'm more terrified as how much uh, Prince Rico's into him. Yeah, I know. That more. is kind of creepy. <laughs> So just remember never to visit Prince's house because he'll have Twisty under his bed. People don't realize I look so nice and innocent, but I'm like deranged in the head. So Twisty, I feel like we're kind of like something in common. A clown that's supposed to be nice and cute, but they're like a tapped clown. That's cool. Like a tapped Prince. (laughs) OMG. (laughs) 
wow. Yeah, just you- very, 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 uh, you know, I, I like what you said. I, I don't want to be fake about it. Uh, <laughs> but it's creeping me out. Well, there you see, go. But you're new to the see. You're new to the the horror story, so that's why you're not as um creeped crazy. out by it. Yes. Oh, crazy! <laughs> I think you're not. You gain a little from every season. You sure do, cause oh my gosh. Well, obviously, I gave you all the mine because I'm not like that. <laughs> but that's a whole another story. So let's jump back into the recap and and wrap things up. But pause for a second. Deadly, I'm going to give you a chance to be... to. I'm going to give you your Jessica Lang moment. I'm going to have you oh, read... Oh, no. I'm going to have you read a monologue that Jessica did. So I'll cue you up. I'll, I'll introduce you when, when I get to the point. You know, <coughs> making his debut uh, <laughs> as Jessica Lang. Oh, as shit. Elsa Mars. Oh, I'm not going to do this justice like her, but I'm going to do my best. I know. She'll, you'll, she'll, she'll be proud of you. Okay, so we're jumping back into the recap. Remember Penny? Penny the Candy Striper? Well, she apparently <laughs> was kidnapped and drugged for days. Or, we, Well, she claims that she was kidnapped. Maybe she was there willingly. Who knows? And she emerges into Elsa's tent, wanting to go home. Elsa starts a projector showing a film in which Penny was involved in what appears to be a freak-filled orgy, guaranteeing her future silence. But she continues to sort of um, say, you know, I was uh, you know, I was ravaged, I was drugged, and all this stuff. And uh, and Elsa sort of you know, because she ends up saying, you know, you guys are all monsters, you guys are all monsters. And Elsa puts her in her place. And so here, our very own Deadly, who, as, as you all know, he's a hip-hop artist, he's an actual actor, he's a thespian. And so he is making his debut here on Are You Afraid Freak Show, making his debut as Jessica Lang, as oh, Elsa Mars. <laughs> Here's Deadly with this epic monologue. Yes. I'll tell you who the monsters are. The people outside this tent. In your town, in these little towns, housewives pinched with bitterness, stupefied with boredom as they doze off in front of their laundry detergent commercials and dream of strange erotic pleasures. (laughs) They have no souls. My monsters, the ones you call depraved, they are the beautiful heroic ones they offer their oddity to the world (laughs) everyone is living the life they choose but you you undoubtedly would be one of those soulless monsters (laughs) perhaps you already are yay snap snap clap clap everybody (laughs) clap for deadly yes yes That was amazing. That was riveting, Deadly. Although he sounded a lot like Scrooge from our Christmas special. Yeah, I was was just kind of bringing him back. Yeah, shout out to Scrooge. (laughs) Okay, so um, that was good, Deadly. I I think uh, Jessica Lang would approve. I don't think she would give you one of her Emmys, but maybe she'll give you like um, she'll give you some, like a Reese's Pieces or something. Oh, she might walk right past me like she did. uh, You saw that little video where she walked right past that Glee girl, Lee. What's her name? Oh, I need to watch that video. That sounds hilarious. Yeah, watch that on the red carpet. She just gave her like she she did. Jessica just walked by her and 
Mm-hmm. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> well, watch it. She's it's, just, it's on the YouTube. Listeners <laughs> and co-hosts, will have, everyone will have to watch that once the show is yeah. over. Mm-hmm. So uh, the show for that night uh, only has two visitors in the big top. It's a sold-out show. A, a, you know, as Ma Petite told uh, Elsa, this big, fancy, schmancy town car rolled up and purchased the entire, you know, the entire box office for that night. And those there watching the show are Gloria and her stunted son, Dandy Mott. And uh, the show gets underway as Ethel provides the introduction, showing off the freaks, followed by Elsa, who sings David Bowie's Life on Mars. Dandy is enthralled with the twins, and he offers to buy them permanently for $15,000. But the twins decline, claiming they have found their new home so before we wrap everything up but because there is another uh, really great scene with a really neat reveal i want to talk about this uh, th- these ba- these past two events that uh, i just uh, recapped sort of the penny and elsa and elsa's epic monologue that uh, deadly so accurately portrayed for us just a, a couple moments ago as well as the introduction of gloria and dandy and uh, their re- their very different differing reactions to the freak show. We'll start off with uh, our own Jessica Lang. Why not? Deadly. Oh, and of course, you got to oh, talk right. about Elsa singing. Of course. <laughs> yeah, Gloria and Dandy. Um, yeah, that that dude is already creeping me out a little bit too, though. I'm. I'm he's kind of like I, Prince, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, they, I, yeah. Because he's he's getting too. Freaked out about the freaks. He's loving them a little bit too much. He's already wanting the, the two-headed girl to go home with him. And I don't, I don't just stare at them. Or I don't know what he wants. That's just creepy. And his mother just willing to do whatever for him. So, that yeah, that's creeping me out. But you know what? My Jessica Lang reading Candy Striper Girl. That was the Meryl ultimate. Meryl Streep's daughter. Uh, is that really her daughter? Yeah. Oh, wow. She was in Coven in a very brief scene. I don't know if you remember in the flashbacks of the night that uh, the original Coven killed the, um, what was his name again? I, what was his name again? The, the, ja- the oh, Axeman. 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 The Axeman. Mm. Okay. I mean, that, but yeah, the, she, the way she just read, I mean, the way she did that monologue, incredible. And a little, well, the whole orgy thing before that kind of creeped me out, but I mean, it kind of set it up perfect to just kind of like, Show this girl that she was liking what was going on. I don't. I don't know if she really was all drugged, but somehow she was digging it for a minute. And uh, the orgy thing was creeping me out, though. Can we talk about that? I didn't like seeing Pepper all in the middle of things like that. Shout out to big, Pepper. Yeah, because I'm a big Pepper fan from uh, uh, yeah, from Pepper Asylum. Kind of from Asylum. Me. Yeah, Pepper did bug me out. <laughs> Pepper and that. Pepper and that. The other Pepper. Pepper. Male Pepper. His name is two. Salt. Saltsy or Salty. Saltsy. Oh, okay. Well, the two of them, they didn't need to be part of that. Yeah, they should not have been part of the orgy. That kind of. I could have done without that. I could have done without that. Well, the reason we know her name is because this is a. It's a character that appeared in, in um, American Horror Story Asylum. Her name was Pepper in the Asylum, and she her name is Pepper in, in this series. She's um they used to be called pinheads. They um I forget the exact name of the disease that they have. It's like encephal something like that. I I, I forget what it's called, but it's it's the um 
It's the character with like a she she has like a big nose and like a little like itty bitty teeny tiny ponytail and like big teeth. She's kind of hard to describe. She's certainly unique to look at. Yeah, just she's keep a really checking beautiful. my Twitter. I'm, I'm going to be putting uh, gifts of her all the she's time. She's a beautiful Jonathan. lady, though, in uh, real life. Pepper. Like, oh, wow. What they do <laughs> to Pepper, I mean, to make her Pepper, I mean, it's it's remarkable. So, it is, and we're going to talk about that song. We're going to talk about that song. Yes, Poppy? Life on because Mars. Because Life on Mars, the David Bowie song, right? I mean, that was... It was very Moulin Rouge-ish of using wow, con- yeah, contemporary-ish that, music in, a, in an olden time setting. That was so cool. It was... Uh, and I, I didn't quite get this, though. Can you guys help me? Was that like not really real was she just kind of thinking that singing i, I mean she was singing but she was singing because the, when afterwards the mother made that remark yeah she like, was singing i think all of like the um sort of like the razzmatazz of it you know like with the all of them like uh you know they were like moving i think it was pepper and salty were like right. moving uh, like something like that looked like the ocean mm-hmm. um, yes. and, and like all of the confetti and stuff that was in her mind because uh, oh, i guess okay. that's that's, I that's her thinking. with her um big uh, superstar um ideas the coming through but she killed she killed that song it was great I, I heard it's, it's on singing. itunes it's on itunes and i'm gonna get it's it at number it's one on. And I'm gonna make it number one. I will be buying that. So you should. Oh, I'm just because the 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 song was made and released in 1971. Yes, but the this season takes place in 1952. Correct. It was, um, it was very Moulin Rouge. I mean, in Moulin yeah. Rouge, they. I mean, it takes place whatever, whenever the hell the Moulin Rouge took, took place. 1800s, maybe? Sort of, kind I of. Guess. Yeah, Somewhere. but they were, like, using print songs. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. But I, just, I wanted to talk about uh, Elsa. Elsa's uh, monologue. And... Um, did you enjoy how, kinda, how Deadly well, did it? I like how he did it, but what I got from it is it was <laughs> saying that we that everyone either is a freak or has a little freak in them or something. That's what I got from it. Okay, is that you telling about yourself? No, but it's I'm it's talking about everyone. I think that's what this season. It, I think it's that's what it's going to show that there's a little freak in everyone. No matter what. I do not... I, the Gloria and her son, I want them dead. Oh, yeah, I want them to die. I want Twisty to kill them. I I, I, don't, I want someone to kill them. I really, at this point, it doesn't matter who. I just think, one, the son's way too... He's way too grown for his mother to be spoiling him like that. And maybe that's why I want him dead. Like, he's just like a... You, you think of um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the fat boy that with the chocolate Augustus Gloop that, yes Augustus Gloop <laughs> that is how he acts and it makes me just like Twisty can you Falls kill him out, now I want the chocolate <laughs> like I want the two headed girl and it's like no go kill him kill him please just kill him and kill his mom Wait, which too, one are you talking about the Dandy pa- the parent yes Dandy Dandy what, yeah whatever it is Dandy Dandy, Dandy Mott mm-hmm. yes yes yeah Oh, I okay. I just oh oh well. <laughs> very blunt about it. 
Oh, okay. Well, it's American Horror Story, not in real life, but like in American Horror Story world, I would like to see them dead. I kind of feel like the spoiled rich kid thing is—it's gonna annoy me somewhere down the line. So why not have Twisty just get rid of them? Yeah, you kind of feel like you, um, yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to kill them. You just, you don't want them dead. You want to kill them. Is that the way you feel? <laughs> um, yes, I don't want them. Yes, in the you show. I think we have yes, our own yes. version of Twisty on the line. <laughs> I think we might. I might be Wait. the Twisty of this group. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm just, um, going in my mind because some people, you know, some people don't want a person dead. Sometimes they just want to kill them. Yes, we've got yes. someone like Prince on the line. Yet we actually have a man named Dead Lee, and he wants pink <laughs> cupcakes. I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. And oh. as for the the whole um, the whole orgy thing, that whole thing, I don't. Why they have her kidnapped? That's my whole thing. Why are they keeping her? Well, hostage? because she and they, they needed the she needed the candy striper stuff. Yeah. And she was hooked on opium anyway. You know what I'm saying? No, I understand that aspect. But after she was like, you know, she came and brought it to the attention, and they had the little monologue, and they had the discussion. It was just kind of like. Are you done with her? Are you really done with her? Or are you guys going to keep... You, you pretty much told her she might as well stay. But if she really stays, are you going to let her... If she really tries to leave, are they going to let her leave? Yeah, I think so. But I think she'll be back for more. I mean, she's... Once she had a little bit of that seal man, she wants a whole <laughs> lot more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> seal man. Seal man. I... <laughs> I, I can't the, the seal man I, like the whole the whole orgy that's just like that whole scene just kind of that might have been the part that scared me out of the whole episode you didn't find that attractive at all no no oh. did you enjoy it Jonathan were you were you aroused <laughs> by the seal man oh uh, I I don't remember what I watched <laughs> <laughs> I you know what remember. I do like, Pop, uh, Poppy Chulo's putting up on the, the Facebook uh, HS Freak Show page is uh, like the little profile so we get to meet the true seal man. Didn't you post that? I thought I saw that video. I think I might have, yes. Yeah, so it's kind of cool because you get to actually see, you know, these true yes. oddities that are acting now. So it's kind of cool. And I thought that was cool, too. I like that they're real. They, they're real. Like, it's not like all of them are like sarah paulson and their made-up characters that were cgi animated but like some of these people are the real deal and they're acting on this show oh yeah that's what i was just thinking that i love this show because um there is the instead of falling in love with a character of a show that's been on for seasons and seasons you're falling in love with the actors and how good of a job they're doing exactly that's and playing okay. different characters that's very true Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, as we start wrapping things up, uh, we have the final scene to discuss. And uh, Deadly, get ready because you're going to have another little mini monologue oh, <laughs> in in just a couple seconds. Oh no, I'm eating peanuts too. Let me. <laughs> there you go. Hopefully, you don't have an allergy. So Elsa confesses to Ethel that she brought the twins into the show to draw crowds. But it's not necessarily for the family of Carney, so it's not necessarily to, to bring in money for the show. 
but it's for her own glory. And here's what she had to say. Take it away, Jessica Lang, a.k.a. Elsa Mars, a.k.a. Deadly. So people would come, and they would see me, and I would finally become a star. It's what I've always wanted. Nothing else. Is it too late for me? Is it wrong? And scene. Clap, Thank clap, you. snap, snap. Thank you. I felt the emotion. Did you feel it? Yes. <laughs> Jonathan didn't like it. He's laughing at you. <laughs> no, I'm not laughing. I'm just, I, I liked it a lot, but I'm trying to figure out what is her glory. Is it a new pair of legs? Well, hush, I'm about to get to that. Oh. Ethel agrees that Elsa is gifted enough to be a true star, a household name. And as Elsa prepares to go to bed, she undresses and reveals that she is legless below the knee. Dun, dun, dun. So, I loved it. I love that. I love that final scene. Okay. You want to lick her knees? Me. No, do I want to be on her knees? No, you want to lick her knees? <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd be down for that. Okay, I'd there lick, you go. Lick anything for Jessica. All right, Deadly. We'll continue on. What did you think of the reveal as as uh, to Elsa maybe being, you know, one of the the freaks? Yeah, I loved it because it, it surprised me. I did not see that coming. So it was just a perfect ending, and and now we see why she maybe loves this whole freak show and why she's putting it on and. And I think it just gives you a whole different perspective of who she is. And and hopefully we get more into her backstory on, you know, what what became how she became like that. But also with the whole thing with, you know, not having legs. It's funny today like I'm I think it's becoming more accepting, too. And like people are coming out of the shadows. I've seen like, you know, especially after some of these wars, a lot of people lose limbs. And so but these these people are out there They're on covers of magazines. I was looking at men's fitness. There's this guy that has like no arm. And no leg, and he's on the cover of Men's Fitness, looking hella good. I mean, I've always kind of had a fetish for for that a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. I don't really. A, yeah, I don't have a clown fetish. I have like a limb, a, you know, <laughs> no limb fetish. Do so. you like Do you like that Alex Minsky guy? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I like him. There's another guy. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm down for that. Oh yeah, wow! Don't, don't tell anybody. Oh wait, we're on the air. But yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> you just snitched on yourself. Oh. Yeah, that but so that good. that just made me love love Jessica Elsa even more. I'm just yeah. yeah. If we um if we hear on the news that your husband has lost a limb, we'll know why. <laughs> Omg! <laughs> wait, um. you're married. I, yes, I'm married. I'm a married man. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what? That's a conversation for off the air, John. All right. Oh, okay. All right. Back to the subject. This is not. Are you afraid? Deadly. That last scene, once again, like Deadly. That last scene made it for me. But unlike Deadly, that's what I was waiting for. I was trying to figure out what was Jessica Lang. What made her a freak? Because she, I, not anybody's just gonna go out there just recruiting freaks for no reason. There had to be a reason behind her deciding to do this. So I was like, she has to be a freak. So I was just waiting to see what her version of a freak was. And that last scene was like, yes, that what I was waiting for. So that last mm. scene made made that episode for me. It was beautiful, wasn't it? Brought a tear to my yeah. eyes. Oh, well, wow. it brought a tear to Jessica's eyes, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jonathan, what did you think of uh, Elsa the Freak? 
Um, it, fi it finally let me know and a lot of people know why she has so much compassion for the other freaks. And because she's probably been through, you know, uh, like, for example, when uh, they were calling Jimmy a freak and all that, and, you know, he flipped out and all that. She knows um, how it is. And I'm glad that they showed why she's uh, doing this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. I enjoyed it as well. It was it was an interesting reveal. I didn't expect it. And, um, yeah, I hope that they explain what happened. Ryan Murphy did an interview, and he said that uh, this has, like, her injury or whatever ended up happening, whether she was born that way or it happened later on, it had nothing to do with um, the war. So it's a unique story to her. So I'm sure it will unfold in the episodes to come. So we've come to the end of the show. Does anybody have any final thoughts on this season premiere of um, American Horror Story Freak Show, as well as maybe anything that they're looking forward to. There was a um, a lengthy preview at the end of um, this first episode that basically sort of gave us scenes of what's to come. Was there anything that stood out in that preview? What, what are you guys looking forward to, and what did you think of the episode as a whole? We'll start off with um, Petite, uh Jonathan. Oh, I thought the episode was pretty... It was nice, but it was pretty confusing to me trying to you know keep up with it and all that stuff i missed the the preview for the next episode i missed that so okay. i can't comment on that but um um i really i like this episode but i'm i'm really looking forward to them introducing more characters mm -hmm. because these characters had you know made such an impact i guess so i'm really excited to see where they go with the other characters how they look who was a sax watch and, um, yeah. All right, now. Mr. Lobster Boy, Prince. Or I should call well, you Twisty now. Yeah, call him Twisty. <laughs> twisty. Very twisty. Twisty. Twisty, what did you think? And what are you looking forward to? Awesome episode. It pulled me in like it should have um, to make me look forward to see more of this episode to see more of the season and see where they go with this. Um, like I said, every season is a new story. I can't wait to see what they do with this story. Um, as for what I'm excited to see, well, Angela Bassett's going to be playing a hermaphrodite. Excited about that. With three breasts. With three breasts, because that's another role that she really had to dig in and do her research on before she even went on there, because mm -hmm. it could go either way. Online. <laughs> it could go either way. She could get bad reviews or she could get really high reviews. Um, also, more Twisty. Come on, I love Twisty. So I'm excited for more Twisty. And Sarah Paulson's going to be singing this season, so I'm excited for that. And another ninety episode, another ninety minute episode next week. Excited. Come on, another hour and a half of American Horror Story next Wednesday. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm for it. That's right. Can't go wrong with that, Mr. Deadly. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited. A little, you know, I'm not a big... our own three-breasted hermaphrodite. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm excited for her too. Angela, of course, always brings it. And uh, yeah, the whole hermaphrodite thing—that'll be interesting how she handles that. And and I don't think we've had many hermaphrodites on TV, so that'll be real interesting to see what what goes on. 
And the twisty, I want to see what the family, the what are what are they called again? The, the, the mother and the mots. Let's see what what uh, twisty does to the mots because they're setting themselves up for some danger. And uh, all the other characters, you know, where's my girl? The uh, the Down syndrome girl. I forget her name. Yeah, uh, yeah. She, she um, they they're trying to figure out what they're gonna do with her, but uh, she'll be. Ryan Murphy says that she may pop up later on in the season. Okay, I just I better get my fill of her and Precious. That's all I know. They both better come. Yeah, yeah well, oh, she wow. will be coming back. I actually I better. She has a three episode back, arc, and I heard. Patty LaBelle's playing Precious's mother. Yeah, Patty LaBelle oh, yeah. is the Mott's maid. Yeah, she's playing. She's playing. Um, she's playing Nora. <laughs> yeah, she's Dandy yeah. and Gloria's maid. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to all of them coming back. Sounds yes, good. Sir. I'm excited. I can't wait to see what happens next. I enjoyed the episode. I'm really excited about this season. I have a feeling it's going to be a great season. And uh, as far as what I'm excited, to, you know, as far as what's to come, I can't wait to see Angela Bassett. I mean, I think she's a phenomenal actress, and I can't wait to see what she does with her character and how much of a presence her character has. As far as Twisty, I'm curious to see what's going to happen between him and Dandy. Uh, a brief spoiler alert uh, from what I've read, it seems that Dandy is going to be going to the dark side this season and uh he's gonna become twisty's sort of apprentice so we'll see what that means and what ends up happening like with him. that so uh we may have to start calling uh, uh prince dandy instead we'll hmm. see We'll I, I still like Twisty right now. There you go. <laughs> so on that note, listeners, you can certainly join us next time for a brand new installment of Are You Afraid? Freak Show. You can download this episode and many more by visiting poppychuloradio.com forward slash archives. Registered users will gain access to the Poppy Chulo Radio archives of previously aired broadcasts. Please like us on Facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash PCR Are You Afraid? Also like Poppy Chulo Radio on Facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash Poppy Chulo Radio. You can email us with any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns at contact at poppychuloradio.com. Co-host, can you please wish the listeners a good night? Good night. Good night, everybody. Enjoy your night. Thanks for tuning in. Join us every Monday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific for a brand new installment of Are You Afraid? Freak Show. Good night, everyone. (laughs) 